Howdy partners, it's right good to see you again. I reckon this here podcast is going to talk about the Old West. And then hang on pilgrims, we're headed into the unknowns. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, when I was uh, a pretty young child, not a child child, but, you know, teens and a little bit before my teens, there were a lot of westerns. There was a lot of westerns on TV, and the movies had a lot of westerns. Uh, Westerns were the big thing until pretty much Star Wars. Star Wars started uh, the sci-fi genre really into mainstream, and I think... uh, I think Jaws really kicked off the horror genre kind of right around that same time period. I believe they were 1975, so I know that's probably quite a bit longer ago than most of you listening, but there are many of us around who who still remember those days of the old westerns being the the big deal in movies and TV, and the car chase movies were were very big. There was also a few uh, car chase TV shows as well. But it seems like in recent times, westerns are kind of making a comeback. I just watched Rango, which was very cool and very silly. And that was a, a pretty much a classic western. I, I haven't seen a lot of westerns myself. I never I never watched the western TV shows. And um, I never watched really the western movies. I probably should. But it seems like with Rango and with Cowboys and Aliens, and even with Star Wars itself, George Lucas admitted that he was copying the old, you know, adventure western formula, just adding sci-fi. And I don't know about the comic books, but certainly the Clone Wars, the animated series, has a very western feel in some of the places, and with some of the characters. So it seems like they're making a resurgence both in movies and video games. There's several several video games coming out that are western style or steampunk style or you know it's it might be sci-fi but it's sort of got that same kind of western feel and by western feel what I mean is it's kind of an established genre in that you've got this town and this town is where you know all the townies are and uh, they sell their goods and it's a safe place usually and then they uh, they have things that need to be done out there in the desert, you know, and it's got, you know, mystery and there's, you know, dangerous critters out there and, you know, maybe you've got to trek across the land from one outpost to another and, you know, video games are very similar in a lot of ways and a lot of sci-fi even copies that same sort of formula. If you look at Star Wars in general, there's Tatooine, which pretty much is pretty much straight up just a western. I mean, it's got Mos Eisley, and it's got another spaceport, which, you know, the nerds out there will remember the name, which the name escapes me. But it's pretty much got two main settlements, and then the rest is just, you know, moisture farms, which is pretty much uh, just uh, Old West-style uh, living. And they've got, you know, the native population, both in in critters and in uh, humanoid form. 
And um, it's very much an Old West planet. In recent times, there have been a few sci-fi shows that even copy that sort of same Old Western-style feel. And it seems like uh, it's just making a comeback. I guess this really wasn't a whole lot to think about, but I just thought it's kind of interesting that we still have that same Old West style, and yet so many games, um, both single-player and online, sci-fi and fantasy, are all pretty much copying that same sort of format that the old Western shows and movies set up. You know, they've got the town, and they've got the dangerous areas, and they need the hero to go do the things the town folks can't do because they are just simple folk. And you hero, well, golly, you can do all the things I can't do. So, I just thought it was kind of interesting. There's a tank in the guild, and he's, um, he's new. I've talked about him before, I think. And he's kind of freaking out lately because... A lot of his self-worth is in his gear. I don't know how long he's played games, but this is his first MMOG. And so I think he's he's put a lot of his worth into what gear he has in terms of, you know, this is how well I can tank because of my gear. What's happened is that there are a few other tanks in the guild, and that's pretty much why I stopped being a tank in the guild, because they have too many. And so... We're starting to do like low level raids and stuff and so he you know having not the best gear is being relegated to like the third tank down and so you know a third tank down you know that's off off tank you're not really needed unless somebody is missing. So I think he's got a lot of frustration going on there because he doesn't know how to better help us out other than getting more gear and learning you know rotations and, and builds and stuff and he's He's pretty much been following the flavor of the month in terms of builds, and he's he's pretty good at analyzing the numbers and, and picking it up and stuff. So he's he's decent there, but because I think he's not getting first pick, as it were, for being you know one of the the quote unquote more important tanks, I think he's kind of uh, freaking out, as it were, because he's he's getting pushed back, as it were, in terms of um, tanking, and so. You know, being new to gaming, he doesn't really know how to deal with that, I think. I've been sort of tanking, I guess, not necessarily main tanking, in several games. And I've been playing MMOGs for, you know, 10 plus years. I've done like, you know, 30 games in test and release form. So I am very, very used to, you know, recognizing that I have my own skills and it's not necessarily just about gear. Because it's not. It's a, it's a combination of your experience your skills your gear and to a lesser degree or you know greater degree in some cases the the hardware you have you know in terms of you know desktop or laptop and connectivity and so being a new player i think he's he's really wrapped everything up in his gear and how well he feels he knows the the skills and rotations and stuff and so he's sort of you know feeling like he's falling behind in gear because he's not you know, up to the specs of the other the other tanks. So he's been freaking out because he has um he has this epic quest line thing, I guess. And so he's trying to get other people to help him do that, so he can you know get more gear and more more tokens or whatever whatever to get more gear. 
And so he's kind of hit us this wall, I guess, because people are saying, you know, oh, I'll help you on such and such day. And then they flake out on him. And then I think he doesn't know quite what to do with that because then, you know, people are like not helping him and he's trying to help other people and he doesn't know how to deal with the, the I guess, conflict that he wants to help other people with tanking, but he's not considered, you know, the best geared tank in the guild and therefore not the best tank and therefore, you know, he has ego issues with that because he doesn't, he doesn't have the gaming experience in terms of... Uh, you know, years of gaming and years of tanking to go, you know, I accept that and I accept where I am. He's kind of flipping out. So I guess this was really kind of more of a, a story section of, of a podcast. But it's it's just kind of a reminder, I guess, to people that, you know, don't freak out if you don't have the best gear. It's not all about gear. It's about knowledge and you as a player, you know, in terms of playing skills and you as a player in terms of, you know, personal skills, how, how, you know, how people like you, if you're likable or not, and if people are friendly to you and if you're having fun. And it's uh, an issue of hardware. I don't think it's an issue of hardware for him, but in some cases it can be. And this is sort of a, at least a trinity, if not more, more pieces than that, that all add up to the equation. Because back in the day when I was playing uh, WoW, I would... I would tank and people would say, whoa, good job tanking, dude, thanks. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, and I'm on a netbook running at like, you know, 10 to 15 frames a second. And they're like, whoa, because, you know, I have the experience and I have the skills. So those overcompensate for the fact that I lack hardware. So, you know, don't don't freak out if one of those pieces are missing. If you're low on gear, like in my current my current online game I'm playing, I'm I'm kind of low on gear on my tank body because that's falling behind, but I make up for it in in skill and knowledge. And you know this other tank, he's he's new and he he doesn't have the best gear, but he does he does have a great attitude as it were, and he's he's willing to learn and he's willing to uh, figure things out. But I think he just needs to, you know, accept his gear is what it is. He can't control it. And just, you know, do the best you can and, and be fine with it because he's a decent tank. He's a good guy. People like him. And um, I think he's just, you know, freaking out. And, and we've all probably been there, all of us who are tanks. And I probably would not recommend people start as a tank, in, you know, when it's their first MMOG. You probably want to start as DPS or maybe like off tank and just focus on learning strategy and skills and don't don't worry too much about your gear and stuff because that comes that comes with time so just be aware you know there's multiple pieces to the puzzle in MMOGs and in any game and just you know accept what you can control and uh, do the best you can and and most importantly have fun you know don't don't do what everybody else tells you to do just because everybody's doing it I mean do you know if it is like you know say controlling things better or getting threat better and you're not doing it right then you know learn from that but if they say use this particular build or this particular talent you know make sure that it both makes sense but also that it fits your personal style because you know it has to match your style and you have to enjoy doing it and you have to be you know above all happy doing what you're doing you know everything else will fall into place as long as you're happy doing what you're doing don't get don't get caught up in the loot. Don't get caught up in the, the 
exact talent spec. Don't get caught up in, in anything else. Just, you know, have fun and do what you're good at, you know, what you enjoy. And uh, everything else will follow. With all the recent hype and excitement over Star Wars The Old Republic, I decided to get caught up on The Clone Wars, which I've... I kind of stopped watching. I got a few episodes in, and then, I don't know, I I guess I kind of burned out on it. And recently, with all the excitement for The Old Republic, I I sort of wanted to get caught up, and I I guess I missed pretty much all of Season 3. And it made me realize that I've really been missing uh, a big part of who I am, part of you know, who I am at my core believes in a lot of the the ideas presented in, you know, the Star Wars media, you know, TV shows and, and movies and all that. And I think I mentioned in a previous podcast that I had the Jedi sourcebook once for a while. And of all of the Jedi codes, I live by pretty much all of them that um, can be lived by because a couple of them don't apply, you know, based on, uh, you know, galaxy-wide or worldwide um codes which you know you know we can't can't follow because we're just the one world and we're you know several nations divided within that world but all the ones that I could I I inherently follow just by my my nature of who I am and so in watching the Clone Wars I was I was sad that I'm missing a, a big part of my life because um, part of the reason I guess I burnt out and stopped watching it is because I did I did like to watch it, you know, on the big screen. You know, it's it's been a few years that I've been homeless, so most of the the Clone Wars I didn't get to see on uh, TV. And you know, I I do miss seeing it on a big screen. I do miss seeing it in nice surround sound, and that is part of, you know, the Star Wars experience. I guess you could say. Um, you know, there are games and stuff that that maybe you might play, you know, with headphones on or whatnot. But I grew up with the movies, and so I I grew up with you know, Star Wars being bigger than life, as it were, literally. And um, that's just part of part of who I am and, and part of what I believe in. And I don't know, I, I just really like it. And the fact that I, I haven't been able to have that in my life has um, made me very sad. I had my own lightsaber. Um, I think it was two years ago. I got one of those build-your-own kits. And so I, I have made my own lightsaber, and my training is complete. And so... You know, I would like to have that out, you know, above my computer monitors, you know, maybe on its own little shelf or holder or something. That would be kind of cool, you know, because I'm, I'm geeky like that, and I think that would be cool, and it's a big part of my life, um, you know, what I enjoy. And the fact that I can't have it out, I can't have my my other ones laying around where I can just grab them on the shelf and be like, meow, 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 meow. And, you know, I can't play around with that stuff. It's in a box, you know, like with the rest of my life is in a box. And, you know, I just... I, I can't do that stuff. So that makes me sad that it can't be a part of my life in a way that I would like it to be. I mean, you know, my beliefs that I believe in and that I that I enjoy um, upholding in my own life are obviously still with me. But, you know, the, the shows and the movies and stuff are in, 
you know, a diminished quality. And so I'm very sad that I, I have to have it like that. I mean, my life is what it is. But it's very sad to not be able to enjoy it like I like I want to. And such a big part of me is is kind of being held back and missing. So always, um, always be true to yourselves. Know what you love and enjoy. And don't lose sight of it, you know, even if it's diminished in some way just don't don't forget about it because otherwise you know you might wind up like me and forget about it so long you know you you push it so far away because you can't have it that that you'll forget a big part of uh, what you love about yourself I was grouped with a guildie the other day, and he was probably uh, joking around in uh, what he thought was joking around. But it was sort of a, a schoolyard teasing kind of joking around. And I I didn't appreciate it. I don't like that kind of humor, I guess, when somebody's making fun of something that you're uh, doing or not doing, uh, particularly when you're not supposed to be doing it. He was saying poop about my DPS and, you know, I'm not DPSing right and all that stuff. And it's like, I'm the bard, so I'm supposed to be buffing and doing emergency healing and stuff. I'm not supposed to be DPSing. So that's why I think he was sort of joking around with me. But it wasn't it wasn't funny. It was kind of insulting and kind of hurtful. And it's like, it made me sad and angry. And after half a dozen lines or so... It was really getting distracting and making me, you know, upset to the point that I couldn't think right and I wasn't doing the right things. And it's like he was one line away from my putting him on ignore. And as a guildie, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you shouldn't have your guildies on ignore. You shouldn't be being mean to them or making fun of them. Granted, you know, some people find that kind of humor hilarious. But I, I don't like it, and I never once replied in chat. And he was doing this in, in group chat, not in tells. And I never once indicated that I thought it was funny or fun or entertaining at all. I, I just I didn't reply at all. So this section is kind of short, and it's kind of maybe rambly. But just be aware whenever you're playing games with people or just you know being with them in general, everybody has different likes and dislikes especially in an online game where you know you can't hear tone and inflection unless you're doing voice chat be very very sure that if you are joking around with somebody that they know that you're joking around with them if you do a couple lines of something you think is funny and they don't respond then they probably don't think it's funny or you know, maybe they're AFK, but I mean, in, in this case, we were in combat and stuff, so I obviously wasn't AFK. But he should have—he should have checked. He should have been like, um, you know, you know, I'm kidding, right? Or, you know, just stop doing that. And then it's like the next group, you know, I, I'm grouping with him on the, you know, the, at the next day. I I have macros on my stuff, so I'm sort of roleplayish. And one of the macros I have is when I when I do a certain buff song. It plays the macros, so that way when I switch in combat, people will know, uh, you know, what song they're getting at the time. And he's like, 
you know, I, I don't do it very often. It It's maybe five times for, you know, a two-hour dungeon. And the first time I did it, he's like, I would really appreciate it if you took that off party chat and put it in a moat because you shouldn't be putting that macro where where people are talking. It's really distracting. And I'm thinking to myself, seriously? You were like practically spamming comments the other day, making me so upset I couldn't think straight. And now you're giving me poop for this one line I did. Uh, it's like, that's not okay. So just be very sure whenever you're doing things with people that they know, you know, if you're kidding, they know you're kidding. If you're doing practical jokes, make sure that they actually like practical jokes. Like me, I don't like practical jokes. They're usually not very funny. They're sometimes dangerous. You know, it's it's not okay. So unless you are 100% sure that this person, whoever you're talking to, actually enjoys it and, you know, shares that uh, that love of that style of joke or, or humor, you know, if they're, if they're being quiet, if they're not responding, they probably don't like it. And, you know, in cases like mine, you might actually be hurting their feelings and, you know, making them very sad and upset. So don't do it. It's not okay. In general, online or in real life, you want to be respectful and kind and courteous and, you know, just treat people right. Don't don't make fun of people or do jokes that may be taken wrong and the person might get offended. It's just safer not to do that. Part of why I write Epic Fail and a little bit of why I do the podcast is to remind people of the little things that make up life that should never be forgotten or taken for granted. As part of my update for my foot, I just wanted to remind people about the little things in life that you you might not remember or think about. Because the other day I was sitting in my car thinking about my appointment that is tomorrow, which I'll, I'll do the final update tomorrow when I have the appointment. And I was thinking about how I've pretty much completely forgotten how to walk. I mean, I realized that like a week or two ago, and it's like I don't remember anymore. It's it's something you never really think about. I mean, you probably think about it a lot when you're small and learning to walk. But I think outside of maybe dancers, nobody really thinks about walking or how to walk. There's lots of little tiny muscles that you probably don't even realize you're using in, in just your foot alone. I mean, there's there's up and down, like horizontal, that, that controls your balance forwards and backwards. And then there's sort of a twisting one that goes clockwise and counterclockwise, you know, along along the horizontal axis of your foot that controls when you're turning. Or maybe if you're going to sidestep, you'll, you'll push a little bit with that. And then there's sort of clockwise and counterclockwise, um, like at a 90 degree angle to horizontal, sort of vertical along a horizontal plane. Anyways, kind of confusing. But that that controls the side to side. Like if you're standing straight up and down, you got right and left sort of stepping or dipping. And there's so so you got like at least six different axes that your your foot is balancing on. Not to mention muscles in your stomach, in your hips, in your chest, in a little bit to, in, in your arms. And all these things we forget about, you know, even just balancing, let alone stepping. There's all these little tiny things that we do. If you want to take like sort of a, a challenge for yourself to remind yourself 
just how much is going on. You can put your hand on like a desk or you know a counter or maybe you know even a bunk bed or something or even I, I guess a, a door or, or you know doorway um, something that's not going to move obviously. And then pick up that leg and then just balance on one leg and just just kind of chill out and and feel all the little tiny movements that are going on that you don't even think about. And then walking, it's like how do we walk? I don't know. You just put one foot in front of the other. But there's all of this this balance and and processing going on in your head that you, that you forget about. And so I think it's it's really important in life not to forget the little things like this that go into balance. And it made me think about emotional balance and how for me gaming is a huge part of my emotional balance. I like to to diff, do, you know, different kinds of games in different styles of games, you know, different genres of games and you know, I like console gaming and arcade gaming's okay and pen and paper role playing which I haven't done too often and board gaming and uh, PC gaming and online gaming and all this these different kinds of gaming balance me emotionally you know like my my muscles and tendons and and bones in my foot balance me physically so I think it's it's just really important to remember that gaming can take us wonderful and terrible places just like you know walking can take us different places but we have to remember what it is that makes us feel balanced for us and also realize that while we are traveling among our games or the world that you know things that we do also affect other people like in my previous section I was talking about the guy who was you know joking or whatever and it it really didn't make me feel very good or very happy and I still you know several days later now um, maybe a week later I, I still don't really feel happy grouping with him anymore I still have this little twinge of you know, we don't really kind of get along anymore, I don't think. So I think just be mindful that, you know, like being in a swimming pool, everywhere you move, everything you do is going to send ripples out to other people. And you don't know how those ripples are going to affect other people. So I say, you know, try and be the best you can and be mindful of all these little tiny things that go into everyday life. And even your gaming life, you know, it, be that alone by yourself, um, you know, with single player games or with friends and pen and paper role playing games or card games or board games or console games, you know, by yourself or shared console games with friends or, you know, online with other people in an MMOG. You know, everything you do has an effect both on yourself and everybody around you. So just be mindful of, of that. But also, you know, appreciate everything that goes into that balance. All the all the work that developers do for the game, all the the little tiny nuances of your body when you're moving around and and walking, for example. And just don't ever forget to to remember, I guess, uh, all those little things and all the people, you know, who who do create those ripples that are uh, enjoyable to you. You know, things, you know, loved ones in your life or friends or family who you who you enjoy having around. Don't let them ever forget that they are important to you, even if it's just uh, an online guildie who, who, you know, makes you laugh, you know. It's important, and uh, don't forget that. Flawless victory. I'm doing this final update from my car, so hopefully there isn't too much background noise and it doesn't sound too terrible. The big good news is that my ankle is healing really well. He was totally impressed with how it's healing, and there's, um, 
no sign of any uh, any need to do surgery or reset it. It looks like it's going to be just fine. He said, in fact, that it's actually really hard to tell that it was damaged at all. And sort of good news, my my fibula is um, not healing up quite as well as they had hoped. It's uh, uh, healing a little bit slower than they wanted, and it is still a little out of place. But they're not really worried about it because I guess the femur takes like 90% of the weight, and then so the fibula is only like 10% of your weight. So it's not a huge deal if it's not healed up perfectly. And the tolerably bad news is that because of that, because of the fact that we aren't doing surgery on my ankle, because of the fact that he wants to be sure that the ankle heals right, he's going to keep me in the cast for another three weeks. So, mostly good news, and um, looks like I'll be healed up just fine. Uh, stuck in the cast for three more weeks, and then, um, I don't know, maybe maybe I'll be walking normally by then. Um, I can walk okay now. It feels weird because the cast, you know, doesn't let my foot move at all. But it doesn't hurt, and I can do, you know, a few steps, and it's not a big deal. So, hopefully, I'll be okay. I expect I'll have to retrain myself to balance and walk and all. So, I don't expect it to be like, get out of the cast and be like, walking down the street, la la la. I, I fully expect like, six or eight more, you know, months before I am totally back to the the balance I had but it looks like uh, everything will be just fine but it's gonna be at least two podcasts before uh, before I'm fully better and have a, a totally better or not update for uh, my leg so I guess that's it for this time um, my birthday is coming up and I, I got myself a couple of presents they're older games so they were super cheap but um, who knows? Maybe there'll be something to talk about. Maybe not. The second half of this year, well, I guess the remaining quarter at this point, there's not much left of it. Looks like there's some really exciting stuff coming along. So so um, hopefully we'll have some cool things to talk about then. I, I can only afford a couple of the new games. I've, I've actually pre-ordered them. They don't take the money away, so I guess that doesn't really matter. But um, yeah, I've pre-ordered... Um, Star Wars The Old Republic, and um, I've pre-ordered Rage, and um, there's a few other games coming soonish. I don't think they're coming this year, the ones that I'm really excited for, but there is some, some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so hopefully we'll have some cool things to talk about in the future. But for this podcast, um, that's it. So maybe I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Don't let them, uh, bip. Blah, 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 blah. <coughs> um. Mcha, 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 mcha. Check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Mcha, 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 mcha. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use a space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com 
If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.